Hey Topher, why you gotta be so mean? You said Facebook notifications, Clifton Worley's live. I said, I don't care. I'm gonna go live as long as I want. And still says, Brewer says something mean. Brewer tells everyone that he's an atheist. Brewer says something mean. Brewer says everyone that he's an atheist. And Brewer says that something mean. And St. Chris says, church gig, church gig, church gig. All right, welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. We slum it hard so you don't have to. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. Hey, y'all, this cold. <laughs> yes. Catch me outside. How about that? Uh, I love that girl. Wait, I don't love that girl. <laughs> She's out of control. I tried to, I tried to show, She's explain that to my old. wife today. Yeah, and like I showed her the video, and she's like, "Okay, like why is that? Why is that a thing that's funny to everyone?" <laughs> yeah, I don't get it either because she's like that same girl has been on that show like a thousand times. Has she like, really? No, that episode is like several years old. I yeah, like I'm saying that's that same like type she of was girl. on Doctor Phil oh. a long time ago. Yeah. Well, well, well. That type has been on. No, but like that girl was on it. Like that episode is not new. Like that's an old episode. Yeah. Like it's such a random so, thing because it's not really that. It's not really that funny, you know. It's not funny and it's not relevant to anything. <laughs> it yeah. just happened. Well, no, but here, okay, so maybe the two of you aren't aware of what happened recently. Someone. Mm-hmm caught her outside how about da how about that how about do you have a da what did they beat her up or something <laughs> yeah yeah there's so i think that's why she got that that must be why it like resurfaced as like a big giant meme it's like um, the how about that girl got caught outside and then it yes became a thing. yeah cash yeah I like I how people are like, spe- it, spe- spelling it. Cash me outside. How about that? Side with a double S, no T. I feel like I feel like the bar for internet humor it's is low. so low. It's Trump's America. And people are willing to like things become so huge, but they only last for like a couple hours, and then I mean, people move normal. on to the next thing. Yeah, that's the yeah. Internet. So. If it lasts too long, you, you should see, seek medical help. Yeah, but like remember, remember <laughs> like when we were you know in college and stuff, and and memes uh-huh. would last for like weeks at a time. Like you could show people. Well, I remember like, when I was in college, it was like it was like Homestar Runner, and it was like episode weekly episodes you could watch over and over again because they were actually like funny. Or it was like and Charlie the like Unicorn or funny. something. Was it Charlie yeah, the Unicorn? Like, um, yeah, Ch- Charlie. Wait, remember that? No, that's that a kid, kid that sang that song, Aisha, Jellyman. Aisha, Aisha, uh-uh. passing me by. Here she go again. Uh, that was a good one. He was a Napoleon Dynamite type. Okay, <laughs> but he was from like Norway or something. Dude, Napoleon Dynamite was, was so yeah. huge here because because he was <laughs> he, he's a Mormon. Oh yeah. Yeah, and they went to BYU, so I was at BYU. He's yeah. more Mormon than you will ever be. Yeah. 
and they filmed it. I think maybe I've talked about this, but they filmed it at the high school where my grandma went to high school and she always, she would always get mad because they portrayed it as like this weird place. And she was like, it's, it's a great place to be. They shouldn't sure be making great fun place. of it. And, and a weird place. It's in Preston, so it's in Preston Idaho. So, and the high school is still the same as when she went there. So d- is, is she making the claim that there, there is not one single weirdo in that <laughs> yes. town? I guess she's like claiming that they, you know, were unfair towards it, made it look weirder than it really was. Because if you think about it, that about every everywhere though, the movie yeah. has the movie has five very odd characters. Yeah, so it's like every high school, of, right? And, and then, then a lot, lot of just normal boring. people staring no, at them. Even like the cool kid is like kind of weird though. How is the cool kid weird in Napoleon Dynamite? I like mean, the main white dude who's like his yeah, like picks on him. That dude is weird. He's like a dork. He's weird. But most of the people are just he's like not, normal. He's not like kids a classically cool guy. Oh, you're wait. Are you talking about the tater tots guy? Yeah. Yes. Okay, he's in one scene. I, I'm thinking of the. Uh, he's in mo- the, many scenes. He's in the scene where I'm he thinking, dances too. See, I'm thinking of the football jock guy with like he's got a blonde flat top. Yeah, that's the guy. I'm. That's the oh, same no, guy. Yeah. No, he's not the tater tot guy. Yeah, the tater tot guy is like a oh, kind of a chubby kind of a chubby. I'm not guy. talking about that. I'm talking about the same guy, the football guy. He's not that cool. <laughs> well, I think the three of us would agree that that guy is not that cool. Period. I'm saying even <laughs> in like the world of the movie, like at the time, he's he's not the kind of guy where you watch that movie and you're like, oh, that dude's cool. <laughs> yeah, like he's the he's setting the bar for what's cool at that school. Yeah. Like even the cool kids are being made fun of by the movie, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. well, okay, I agree okay, with that. fair enough, fair enough. I think that that's that's kind of one of the intents of the movie, right? Yes, like, and that's where that's right. where but that's that what would I'm saying. It's, it's not like her contention with it. Oh, it's not like okay. everyone's normal except for the weird kids. Like everyone in that movie is in a normal world. Everyone there is a weird kid. See, Cole, here's what I would like to say to your grandma, though. You is, can't talk to his grandma. Yeah, because she's not... dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry for your loss. You should be. First. Second. If I could speak with your grandmother, I would tell her the point of the movie is that this, is, this isn't a strange place. This is everywhere. I think that's the, that it's is like what shining I, a light on society. Yeah, I think that's what they are positing. Is you need to ev- talk to your grandma about the nature of fiction. It's commenting on the world, not just that yeah. place. Yeah, I, I like that. I can tell it. She's actually that's where her that's where her gravesite is. In that same in Preston, Idaho, that same place where that's filmed. So, yeah, mm. that's good. Were you saying something, Aaron? Anyway, <laughs> oh, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> You're kind of crapping out quite a bit tonight, Aaron. Okay, I couldn't tell if it's me or if it was you. Oh, it might. I mean, it could be me too. Grandma's internet. You kind of sound like crap too. Yeah. What I do? No, Aaron Green. No. So so last week was. Um, we're not going to talk about Nam, um, but one thing that I did, 
want to say ask that again. About, last, week like, <laughs> last week was Nam. Last week was Nam. We're not going to talk about it because Bill doesn't want. I'm saying. We'll talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Uh, we cannot hear you. You were cutting out like crazy, yeah. dude. Get your act together. Aaron, Aaron the Cylon. Okay. Phil's just Phil's I'm, just loving this too. He sounds good. His connection's good. <laughs> I'm, He's walking I'm around with a, with a snowball mic around his neck. <laughs> That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for Aaron. Okay. So we love Nam. Nam is great. We did wonderful things. Uh, Sunday was even better than all the other days. My foot hurt real bad. But I, I want to hear more. I know that I know that they talked about it on one of the Nam episodes on Sixty Cyclone. But I want to hear more about their story of leaving Nam. Um, oh, my story. I want to talk a little yeah. bit about um, almost meeting Bendy. I, oh, I yeah. Okay, that seems like a good story, even though I you was so mad you didn't meet him. I was so mad, and I was Did going he... up to people. I was going up to people that looked that weren't even like the same race as Bendy in his profile <laughs> pictures, just asking like, are you Darren? <laughs> and Aaron was like, why would you even ask that guy? He's like, he has like dark skin and has long black hair. No, it doesn't matter. Cause more than likely we have all been catfished by Bendy. Yeah. That, that's honestly what I was thinking. Like, do we even know who this, who this actual guy is? He and, catfished all of us. Yeah. So I'll, we'll talk about that. Aaron, are you alive? Are you still there? Sounds like you need to talk about Bendy. Okay, so there was there was a whole arc that we went through. So by the time Sunday morning hit, like, so we've talked a little bit about Friday. We basically I flew all, and then we drove all day, and then we went to that uh, taco party, which was awesome. Phil won. Yes. A, Phil won a pedal, which was insane. Yes. Um, the Monterey. Yeah. Keely Monterey. Shout out to Sean Pierce Johnson, right? Sean Pierce Johnson. Am I getting all uh, his names right? I don't know. Is he like a Sarah Michelle Geller? Yeah. Is he a three name guy? He's got all three names on Facebook, but he's the one who took Jennifer the video. Jennifer Hewitt. And I, and I did like some serious like CSI enhance bullcrap because I took a picture of Phil uh, getting the pedal and I noticed that he was in front of me, but all I could see was his arm and like a little bit of his hair. And I was like, Oh, that's Sean. And he, he might be taking the video because he had his phone up. You know? so I went and asked yeah. him and sure enough, he had the video of it. So uh, that acceptance speech was great. And then the next day we were at Nam all day, went to the pedal builder summit that night and, and we were just wasted and hadn't been sleeping very much at all. So by Sunday uh, we were pretty wiped out and we ended up, so Bendy posted on his like on his personal wall or whatever, hey, I'm gonna be at this booth at noon giving out t shirts. Or, or he said I'll be there until one. And so we figured that meant like from the time between no yeah. And then he said, right. but I'll be giving out shirts at noon. So we showed up and we were kind of like done with walking around and everything. So we showed and, up and there sh- showing up where? Showing up at this booth. It was just one of the booths up on the up on the top floor. So like uh there were some rooms like Taylor and Fender and Gibson. A lot of the big companies had actual rooms that were, you know, specifically for them. 
And, and this he's was, like, I'm crashing someone else's room to hand out t-shirts. No, he's like a, he's like a sponsored guy there. It, it was a room that had like, they had a cable manufacturer and a strap maker and a company called, Mer, what is it called? Metitis, Meritis. I can't remember. Um, Hepatitis. I don't know. The guitars were like. Oh, Aaron's here. They were like these. Me- they had. They were these guitars that kind of had a lot of metal work on them. Like, like they were like Les Pauls, but the tops were made out of brass that had been stamped or something like that. You know. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Label that under trying too hard. Yeah, it was very much like a like hang it on your wall and not not play it. You know. So we got there at like eleven forty-five, and and we just started like wandering around super awkwardly because we were like trying to pretend like we were looking at stuff, but we weren't. And so it, <laughs> right. I think it was probably obvious to anyone watching us that we weren't looking at stuff. So and then I just started walking if... up to people and asking them. So here, so I'm I'm going. We go through multiple arcs here, you know, of of what potentially could have happened. So our first well, thought what, was, okay, go ahead. What, Phil? What? I, I'm I'm wondering if Bendy made the announcement and then was like on a perch somewhere, watching to see. Yeah, we. That's one of the things that I was going to talk about, Phil. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got to just let it happen. Right. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Enforce the yeah, story. We sort of went through multiple, uh, you know ideas of what was potentially happening at first we were there we just thought we were there early and so i just started walking up to people there was one guy who was wearing like a cowboy hat and i genuinely thought it could have been him because he had kind of some okay let me stop you here so cole cole was like so tired (laughs) that i don't think he was like fully in control of what he was doing no (laughs) (laughs) he was like he was like walking around and I was in my chair and he, I was kind of like central in the room and he was like walking around and he would look at me every once in a while and he'd be like, is that him? And then he yeah. would get like awkwardly <laughs> close to a person. Because <laughs> I'd be like trying, to look, like, their, I'd be no, like trying to look at their name tag. And Aaron's right, like, right. no, that guy's like obviously like, yeah. like Middle Eastern or something like with long curly black hair. Like that's yeah. obviously not him. <laughs> There's a dude with like... <laughs> Oh man, he had like a Richie Sambora mustache and little goatee yeah. and like long black hair. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I asked him, and that's not him." And Aaron's like, "Yeah, dude, that wasn't <laughs> yeah, him. Clearly not him." <laughs> like, and you're lucky he didn't like have you arrested, you weirdo. It would have yeah, been awesome and I was, content. Oh, and I if was. If you were like, just like asking, if you just were on video, if it would have been awesome content, if you were just asking random ple- people. Yeah, that it was Bendy? like it was already so awkward. <laughs> so then, I know. why not just add a add a camera to it? So then, yeah, we. I literally asked like five people in there if they were him or if they knew who it was. But a lot of the people there, like I asked the guy who was in one corner, and he was like, "I don't know. I'm just here for my straps. I'm just like." <laughs> so apparently, they kind of like subletted their their little room into different to different people or whatever. Um. So then we went back out into the main hallway and we were thinking like, and we were genuinely looking around, like trying to see, is he, is he perched somewhere? 
and this is like some Jamie Kennedy experiment or something. And he's trying to see who actually shows up, you know? Right. Yes. Um, so that was the next step we went through. Shout and out then, to Jamie Kennedy. I, I'm hesitant to talk about this too much, but um, there's Just don't, someone the fire alarm. There's, there's someone who has an account that's uh, patterned after Bendy's account. And for a split second, I thought, oh man, that guy. And he's like, he, you know, he's in the 60 cycle hum and in the slum group and stuff. And for a split second, I thought, oh man, did he just troll us? <laughs> and, and Ryan and Ryan and Steve were, were going to come. And, and originally uh, Steve was the one who pointed out like that morning, he was like, oh, Bendy posted on his, on his personal wall that he's going to be at this booth or whatever. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh man, that guy got in touch with Ryan and Steve. And this is like them working together to prank us because <laughs> Ryan and oh, Steve aren't there yet, you know? Okay. And, and so I'm thinking like, oh man, we just totally got punked by these guys because Steve's the one who first brought it up. So I went and found the post and it was on, it looked like the legit account. And so I was, yeah, I was confused for a few minutes. And then finally Ryan and Steve showed up and I thought, okay, at least, at least we aren't getting pranked by that person. But I thought for a second, that's legitimately and i would have been i would have laughed about it but i would have genuinely been angry too because i was really excited to meet him <laughs> well and it's but, like you wasted how much time like you would have wasted yeah how much time, like, like we would have been for, been your, like, for their stupid joke like, way too I long would, i would have been like passed out in the corner on the show floor anyways but still it was <laughs> yeah it was enough time that it was like it, it would have been lame like legitimately lame or whatever but right yeah um but yeah, so that so he ended up just not showing up. And Steve Steve posted on on that post and was like, Hey, we missed you. We were here. And he's like, Oh yeah, I ended up having to leave early. And that's all he said. And it's like, <laughs> so not only is this guy a huge troll, but he's like really bad at his job too. <laughs> well he's like trying to set up this meet and greet thing and then he just bails and doesn't show up and doesn't even comment about it for like another two days, you know? And yeah. and pisses off half a dozen, at least half a dozen. <laughs> Potential so there, buyers. There was at least one other guy there wow. who was asking for him and looking for him. I, he, I did see he had that one. Was was, no, yeah. That was Bendy. No, that was Bendy. No, it wasn't. There was one other guy? Yes. No, it Have wasn't. you guys seen The Saint? Have you seen The Saint? Yes, Phil, but it oh wasn't. I know, I know what okay. you want this to be. Remember, remember when Val Kilmer <laughs> would put on makeup? Yes. And pretend to be other people other than himself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You mean the Saint, we, that movie that you we, just yeah, asked when us? When you said, watched? have you seen the Saint? Yes, that was yeah, that we, whole movie. Yes. Yeah. I remember okay, that. I just, I, just, I just wanted to be clear that we're on the same page about which particular part I'm referring to. That's the I'm whole referring movie. To the part, I'm referring to the part <laughs> where Val Kil- Kilmer dresses up <laughs> like other people. Oh, so you weren't trying to say that Bendy invented Cold Fusion. That's not the part <laughs> Correct. <you're referring>. Correct. <laughs> okay. And I'm not, I have also not tried to imply that he uh, was a Russian gangster. Okay. Um, Wait, are you saying that a jewel thief? Elizabeth Shue is Bendy? <laughs> Did you see anyone that looked like Elizabeth Shue? If so, that was definitely Bendy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if not, then I'll go back to my first my yeah, first point, which is, I think he's just bad at his job. Maybe. 
I think he's just or, a terrible human. Not like it's not like a terrible human, but he's like really bad at being human. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's not he's bad, it's like, not like, bad at interacting with people. Yeah. You're you're not saying that he's yeah. he's he's bad like morally or ethically. You're saying he it's like yeah, not yeah. not hey, the he's poor, bad at being the best poor. person. He's bad at being a worse person. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah, he's not like bad really good at being at being evil or anything. He just sucks at being any kind of human. Yeah, right. I would. I imagine he That's showers like twice a week. He probably well, smells really nice, to be honest. Most most of the people that I smelled at Nam did not smell good. I feel like I smelled a lot of people at Nam. That was because you were around me for a good portion of Nam. No. And I was sweating like a madman the whole time. Before you got there, I was like, man. Okay. And I walked, <laughs> I walked the floor on Thursday. I was like, man, what is going on? And Daniel Shields pointed it out. He's like, he said that, when, that at like 10 o'clock a.m., he was walking around. And how do these people smell this bad? Yeah. At like this early in the day like how is a daily shower not a part of everyone's life or at least everyone who who might be at nam you know i think he was assuming that they had showered and they either way (laughs) yeah i guess yeah i guess either way so yeah that was that was awesome what else did you do on sunday aaron (laughs) Uh, well, we, we met up with Blake from the Tone Mob on Sunday. And then, um, he took us over to the Wampler booth, but we hooked up with the dude from Mojo Tone, um, the, the pickup company and they, they sell amps and stuff too. And he took us over to their amp room and they had this 58 Les Paul Jr. Um, that I played, you played it too, right? Uh, Yes. You, I think you played it for a minute and then he handed it to me and then he was like giving me all these guitars. But that guitar was so cool that it, it has me like wanting a single pickup guitar. Um, so I actually like posted about that in, in, I don't know, I don't remember if it was our group or the Six Cycle Home group, but um, I got a lot of pushback from it. Like people are like, oh, I could never live with one pickup. So I wanted to ask you guys, could you do it? <laughs> you mean... Phil, are you jogging or something? No. Like, would you no. want to have a single pickup guitar? So, like, gun to my head. No, no. Like, would you... Do you think you could enjoy it and, like, make it work for you? Well, of course I could make it work. But enjoy it. Like, not make it but, work, like, struggle with it, but, like... I think I think I like, I like the idea of a single pickup guitar, but my main guitar is, like has Telecaster pickups and I've become too used to having that versatility. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, with a tone, like with a volume and a tone knob, you can, if it was like a single P90 or something like that, you could make it yeah. work, but I don't know. I, I think, I think I like the, the cool factor of a single pickup guitar more than I would like the actual functionality of it. I can see that. Mm. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if, the f- if the design of two pickups kind of like 
predates the way we like the three of us for sure have a bunch of pedals and stuff. And so like the idea of two pickups is, is kind of like comes from an era of this variation in tone and switching it up, like being able to switch it up. And when they were designed, they, they weren't, they did, they definitely didn't have pedal boards. We did if they had pedals at all. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, like, other than, like, the Esquire and the Les Paul Jr., though, like, most guitars have always had at least two pickups. Right, and my point is, now you could, because of boards, you could absolutely get away with, but I just, I, you know, oh, you're, I don't so you're saying my it's easier anymore. to have a single yeah. pickup now. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, think... And, but I think it's a lot easier to add a second pickup because it doesn't take up any real estate than it is to add a, another pedal. Right. Yeah. That's true. I, I, that's true. And I, I don't think I would ever. Like in my want... mind, there's no, there's no benefit to it. Well, you're just saying there's no benefit because, because of how the, the ease of having one and the versatility it gives you. Right. I'm just saying I don't see a benefit of not having one. Well, okay. You're saying there's no benefit to one pickup over multiple pickups. Yeah. Hey, I mean, Cole, people, would you rather have one leg or two legs? I mean, people talk about how, like, the neck Yeah, pickup, but that's not the same thing. It is. Two's, two is better. No, and but it's you different. Could, you could get around with one. You could make it work. It's but why, different, though. If you're going to choose, you would choose to have two. Like That's like Phil like Phil X. Have you guys ever watched Phil X? No, no. He's like a super annoying uh, YouTube guy. Oh yeah, he was he was the guitarist for Bon Jovi for a while. Okay, <laughs> really? Which like okay. he's, after, yeah, like he's, after Sambora, he's like legitimately good, or or he might have been in like in addition to Sambora. I know very little about Bon Jovi, but he he. Rich Sambora has a higher voice than John Bon Jovi. That's all I know. Okay. So but at any rate he he has a signature guitar and like in it doesn't have a neck pickup but in the in place of it it has like this like little like design on top of a pickup cover that looks like a demon or something like that and but he talks about how like oh you can hear the pull of the magnets in the neck pickup and it affects yeah, it so to you. it's like better to only have the bridge pickup but I think that's BS it seems minimal because I usually have I usually have my neck pick up low enough that it it would have yeah I doubt you'd be able to tell a difference if you like I just feel like I never use my neck pickup by itself like I'm almost always in and this is true of most of my guitars like humbuckers single coils like my jazz master the telecaster the same thing like most of the time I'm on the bridge or in the middle position so I I wouldn't miss having the neck pickup I think what I would miss is that like parallel middle position mm. yeah totally because like that, way more that, than the neck yes because that wide dynamic is awesome yeah yeah but, i agree but i also feel like so like a lot of so like the esquire is basically set up the same as a telecaster right where it's way back by the bridge but a lot of the juniors like 
and some some of the more weird ones like Chris Brewer posted a picture of uh, Harmony that he's selling or whatever, and the it has a single pickup, but it's like closer to like in between like where a middle and bridge pickup would normally be. Huh. So it's not quite the same as like just a bridge pickup, although it is like a single pickup. Yeah, and I right. feel like I feel like that's kind of a cool idea just to get different sounds. Like I wouldn't want my only guitar. I think to be a single pickup guitar, but I feel like, like I would like to have a guitar that only has one pickup. Mm. Even if just for like the sake of like forcing yourself to, to learn how to like play with the tone knob and the, the volume knob and stuff to get different sounds. Yeah. Right. Do you guys use your tone and volume knobs a lot? I use my I, tone and volume knobs way more like in the last year than I ever have before. But still really, why? Um, I think what did it for me was like when I when I rewired my Jazzmaster like after like the beginning of last year. I put in like um, one meg pots and it was super bright, um, which I liked, but even the neck in the middle were that way. And I just got used to kind of like figuring out. And I think it's also the first time. So I got used to like dealing with it, right. And using that to find cool sounds. And then it's also the first time I think that I've had a guitar where, where I've liked the taper of the pots in it. Oh, um, uh-huh. Cause like cheap pots, a lot of times the tone is kind of all or nothing. So like having a decent pot in there, that has like a good smooth taper like allows you to find in between sounds that you don't so i think that those two things come in <laughs> i think it's fun but mm. what is that like galloping sound phil honestly it's not me galloping it is you. are you walking well yes your mic is bouncing around and it has been for no, like that I... 15 minutes no, no 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 my mic is not bouncing because i'm holding the mic is your recorder bouncing? Well, because <laughs> we hear it. It's every, like very rhythmic. It's very rhythmic. <laughs> Phil. Is it still going? It's fine. No, no it's it stopped, stopped now. Because you're not walking anymore. <laughs> what about now? <laughs> it's quiet no. now. <laughs> <laughs> Phil. If, for the right. listeners at home, Phil was like genuinely <laughs> upset when we recorded that episode with Sixty Cycle Home that he would have to yeah, like actually cycle. sit down and record. I want to start I a think, petition. Here's the thing: I think it was I. It was easier for me to do sitting down because I was in the same room with everyone. Yeah, but if I'm not in the same room with everybody, if I'm sitting by myself. I can't. I can't do it. I can't sit down. But Phil, you I were. I don't high, get why it's more normal to be in walking around in the nineties, right? <laughs> yes, I was in high school in the nineties. Okay, and you talked to girls like on the phone, right? <laughs> yes, I did. How did you do just, that? Just one or two. I, how did I do it? Were you I like running around. around the house? I. No, I. I am. I'm completely serious. You are making my point for me. I walked around. We had one of those cordless phones with the antenna that you pulled out. You're ridiculous. And I walked around. You're a ridiculous human being, Phil. <laughs> you're you're bad at being you know human. 
<laughs> no. Hey, listen. I'm listening. We've all got our strengths and our weaknesses. All right? Yeah. Okay. So my strength is that I'm better at recording when I'm walking. I will say this. That's <laughs> like <laughs> to get back on track. I am I was I was like legitimately getting upset at people so pick up guitars were stupid. <laughs> Wait. And I don't know why. Say that again. So people were saying like, "Oh, I could never have a single pickup guitar." Good. Like that's a dumb thing to say that you couldn't do it. Well, like, I could not if, live without a neck pickup. Yeah, you well, could. Aaron, if if you're saying you're just lazy, you're if you're saying you're saying the choice is zero guitar or one guitar with one pickup, then yes, that's what they would choose. No, right? they wouldn't. But but you're not. You're saying <laughs> just. You're saying, hey, pick between a guitar with one pickup or a guitar with two pickups. And they're saying, I would pick a guitar with two pickups, which sounds very reasonable to me. No, I have no problem with someone saying I have multiple pickups. That's fine. That's rational. To say I could not have only one pickup. (laughs) See, I would love. That's dumb. I would love. uh... You literally could. <laughs> I would love an Esquire or a Les Paul Jr. or something like that, or an SG Jr. I, I love the idea of it, and I like I like the idea that it would like force me to be, you know, to vary up my playing, or it would, you know, I don't know, it'd just yeah. be a fun experiment to try out or whatever. But yeah, if I was only going to have one guitar or whatever, I I just there's not enough. There's no real downside to having a second pickup, you know, other than a single pickup guitar looks cool. Yeah, Aaron. No, there's no downside to it. Yeah, but, but that's that's not what they said. They yeah, people saying I could not, I could not live without a neck pickup. Yeah, like I use the I use the neck pickup on, on Telecasters a ton though, like yeah, by well. itself even. I kind of hate kinda, neck pickups. I think is my. Problem. I don't like neck pickups alone on a strat though. On really. almost anything, on almost any guitar, I hate the neck pickup. I think part of it comes from like having played acoustic guitar most of my life. And mm-hmm. the neck pickup gives you more of like a, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe that's the opposite. That's what I, that's how I feel about the, the middle position though. on like a two pickup guitar. Yeah. Like it, it gives you a like softer acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. I think I we're just, kind of off topic honestly, here. More, Weren't you guys talking about Betty? We talked about Bendy. No, you said that was the show. Okay, well, you were talking about you were talking about Blake. He blew us off. Yeah, I was talking okay. about that as a way to talk about single pickup guitars. Oh, okay. So he played that. Awesome. We played that. We played that, that one awesome. at the booth. Fifty-eight Les Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And they had this P ninety in there that they had patterned. They had gotten all these old like mid fifties uh, Les Paul Juniors and and yeah yeah patterned it but after it was, all these p90s it was like silent yeah so it was noiseless but they it they called it a p100 but it wasn't like because we were talking about i had that les paul classic or les paul special that was that had p100s in it and mm. they just sounded like boring humbuckers but this actually sounded like a P90. <laughs> yeah it sounded to, rad and i mean you're on the show floor at nam and so it's not but it was like super like you know, harsh like you'd expect from a P90. It sounded really good. 
I really like that amp that he had us playing through too. It was funny too because like he caught us at just the right time. We had just we just finished shooting one of our little videos with Keely and Wampler like together in one video. So we're, I was kind of on cloud nine, and <laughs> and we okay. were kind of just done at that point. Yeah. We were like eh, anything else we do is just icing on the cake. And he's like, "Oh, do you want to come over here and play guitars for twenty minutes or whatever?" And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. So the funny thing was, like, we were so tired. I don't think either one of us remembered what Mojo Tone was. So, yeah, I was, was like, like, "Oh, sweet!" He's like, "Come like check a, out our booth." So we're like just like following the sky. Like, I don't know where we're even going. Well, he was like, like "Yeah, he was kind of happen with there Blake or whatever." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it ended up being really cool though. Yeah, I, I, I was literally about to say like, "Oh, is that a podcast or something?" Like, <laughs> that's funny because like I. Wasted. <laughs> I like I'm thinking when you when you said it the first time I immediately thought of their logo. I don't have any of their stuff. I don't but like yeah. I feel so like I think I, the pickups I, are new. And like they they started out making like amp kits and selling kits and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Huh. So they That's have a lot I mean. of kit amps that you can buy. And then now they have like their own line of amps that they they're like produced um which are pretty cool. The one that I played was cool. It was like a <coughs> JTM kind of thing. Don't you kind of want to like leave off the the last end sound? Doesn't it kind of feel right to just say Mojo Toe? Mojo Toe. Yeah. Mojo Toe. No, Mojo right Toe. Catch me outside, Mojo Toe. <laughs> yeah. There's our episode title. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, write it down. Write it down. <laughs> Um, cash cash me cash me i know so the other thing that happened on sunday at nam that was really cool is i got to play the um i got this is after cole left even i i was kind of wandering around by myself you mean rolling around yeah i was wandering on wheels but uh, the chase bliss booth and played with the brothers pedal for a while i was legitimately like into that pedal it was really cool they had it set up with like a bunch of different presets so you could hear different sounds and stuff um and i was just kind of jamming and they were switching through it but it was really fun and uh, so what amp was it going into gosh um no so they had a benson amp there um i don't know which one hmm. it was but they had one of his amps there um and the guitar was a. Uh, I don't know what the name of it, and I know it's like MPLS, but I don't know how it's if it's supposed to be pronounced, how you pronounce it. But um, it had like weird pickups and like cool knobs on it that had <laughs> like weird. So you know how like Caroline Guitar Company their pickups, or their pedals have like like them. This what? guitar had like a similar. They have like weird symbols instead of like saying like gain volume tone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have like hieroglyphs. This guitar had like a similar thing going on. Kind of like Orange like Chance. All these, yeah, it had all these weird markings. So I had no idea what the heck it was doing, but <laughs> it was cool. It sounded rad and it felt fun. But that pedal was, it blew my mind. It was so, it was really cool. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering, and this isn't like, this isn't a dig. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I want to hear it played into a mediocre amp 
like a hot rod deluxe or something. No, yes. sure. I mean, or that's, a, that's true of everything, I guess, but well, it, but it's not like it, it is with drives though, especially yeah, a drive like mean. that. Like I, I mean, modulation, I, I mean, I get it. Okay. Amp first, right. Your amp, your amp needs to be your, your pedals aren't going to make your amp sound better. Right. Your amp is going to be your amp, well, which is I mean, fine. I don't know if that's true. Okay. Okay. Fine. But your, your pedals are coloring your amp. Right. Yeah. Depending so, on the amp. Yeah. I, I'm wondering, and, and we've talked about this before, like the idea that like fuzz is, or just dirt in general, totally depends on like the fuzz dirt overdrive pedals are like changed majorly from amp to amp. And I'm, I'm curious with something that's like that sophisticated and that like has that much going on. Like, Uh I don't think it's as complicated as you think it is though. Yeah, it's just a bunch well, of switches to change the type of overdrive it it's is. Like, it's just like two overdrives that you can run either in parallel or series. And like each one also has a boost function and a fuzz function on it. And yeah. there are six pots and No, that's it. So like each one and twelve dip, one, dip switches. Yeah, but right? so like each each side has an on and off switch. Okay. It has a volume and a, a gain knob so on each side they both have that so there's two volumes and two two gain pots um, and then there's a switch on each one that switches between boost drive and fuzz and then in the middle the two middle knobs um depending on how you have it set up so if you have it set up in parallel then the one is a mix and then if you have it set up in series then it controls like how much how hard so it's like a pre-volume it controls how much of the first one hits the second one. Okay. So, What's the other knob? The other knob, I don't remember. Uh, but, <laughs> okay. but it wasn't like a complicated thing. It was like, it's, it's like, it's a pretty intuitive setup, even though it, it's like a lot going on. It's, it's not like, it's not even as complicated as like something like the Riverside where you have like what? mids and like all these, it might've been like a tone. It might've been a master tone knob at the top. And, and you messed around for a week with the warped vinyl and that like that's got like a whole bunch going on but you're saying yeah the reason it's got that has a bunch going on is because all those knobs are for one yeah all effect. those knobs are like one effect yeah okay and this well, wait a minute if what you about know how to switches? use like, an overdrive pedal then it makes sense to you what about the dip switches the dip switches i don't know but i didn't look at them so i don't know what they even do but um, I have no idea. But I kind of get where Phil's can... coming from because it's like with a lot of overdrive pedals when it's modeled after, and I know like one of these has, uh, what is one of them's a JFET and one's an uh, IC or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but when it's when it's other pedals, like if it's something that's modeled after a tube screamer, like we all know what a tube screamer sounds like into a yeah yeah cheap Fender amp or whatever. No, I get it. We haven't well, necessarily and, heard this one with an amp that we might actually own, you know. And and here's yeah. the thing. If you took if you if you went to the Strymon booth and you took a um 
timeline, right? And they're like, we've got 99 of our best of our best presets programmed onto yeah. this timeline. And you're like, sick. And you took it home and you plugged it into your amp at home. Those presets would sound the same because the delays are doing delay things that, and then yes. it's, and then your, your crappy, uh, you know, dirt yeah. from your amp or your nice dirt from your amp is, is coming through or, or not. Right. Depending on your settings of your amp, mm. but that's not the same for this pedal. Uh, that's all I'm wondering. Like if you took, you're like, Oh my gosh, it sounds yeah, so but I just good. Don't get, like how that's a negative against it. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's a negative. I'm just I'm wondering how different it would be. Like you're like this pedal is really great. I'm wondering how different it would be if you if you took that that actual pedal with the settings that you that you messed around with. Yeah. And you played it with your guitar and your amp at home. But that's any so drive. That's any drive pedal. That's what I mean. Like that's not like a that's not like a thing. That's just that's how that's drive literally pedal. every drive pedal. You could say that same thing about. I, I, yes, that's true. But because of all their, oh, but this one's like digital, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm wondering if that, how much that plays a part in it. But it's not, it's still analog circuits. It's the digital, all that does is like, that's just, just messing with the parameters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. It's not like the Riverside. I think maybe you want to be having this conversation more about the Riverside than about the brothers. I think we might have had this conversation with the river, about the Riverside. Anyway, I thought it sounded really cool and it was really fun. And even like, like I couldn't hear the sounds really because it was like a noisy floor. Like, so like the nuances of it wasn't what impressed me. I don't think, but just like having the versatility, the versatility of it. Like he, he the yeah. one of the presets was like um, a clean boost on one side, and then it was parallel with a fuzz. And so you can like mix in the fuzz. And so it's basically like a clean sound. So you can like strum and then you can like mix in the fuzz kind of underneath it. Um, oh, that's sick. Yeah. Which is like a really cool idea because it gets like, two guitars at once. Cause it's so like having that in a, not having to go stereo to get that kind of sound is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I think every, like I love fuzz, fuzz pedals, but sometimes they just choke your sound so much that it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. As soon as I heard that, I thought every fuzz pedal could use a like a clean, yeah, for sure, through a clean mix. You know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it, it looks cool, but but like of all the Chase Bliss pedals, that's the one that I could see myself wanting the most. But would it, is it the kind of that's thing that ton- like? The- if you got it, would you be like, now I should sell my other dirt pedals? I feel like you could because it does so much at once. Like, because you can run, and, you can run either side individ- independently or together. Like, you can have them both or just one. Right, and then you get their MIDI thing, you get the little preset guy. Yeah, then you have like, honestly, like part of my down. concern with it, and and the MIDI guy, I guess, would solve that concern. But like. I appreciate the fact that it would save you some real estate on your pedal board, but I am too, like, especially dirt pedals. I'm switching on and off in the middle of songs. Yeah. Yeah. And also trying to sing. 
and it's like having to be that precise without hitting a little the little toggle switch in the middle or hitting the sure. other foot switch or something would be a problem, I think. Well, I don't think the toggle switch would be a problem, but I could see hitting Maybe not. Both. Have you played one of their pedals? No. But like even okay, some, cause like they're even like, like the, a kilt. The foot switches are like twice as tall as like a regular foot switch. But even like the kilt is kind of uh, yeah, I could see that. Which is which is even wider than that is kind of a yeah. pain to. I have it right on the edge of my board so that I can hit the one, yeah, the one switch like all the way on the edge, yeah, and yeah. So I think that could. I don't know. I, that would be the one sort of question I would have if I was going to make that my only dirt pedal. Yeah. The other thing about it is like so the the JFET side is like very much at least based on the videos and like what I heard, it's, it seems to really have like a, it's kind of like an amp in a box kind of sound. Like it's definitely not my amp like in a box. Yeah. It's an amp in a box. Um, <laughs> so if, if, if you're not into the sound of it, then you wouldn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely like a unique kind of characteristic. The The closest thing that I've heard to it is like the, like the Waller's 385 where it, I think, I think he was talking about projector amps and stuff too. So it's kind of that, similar kind of gritty vibe but yeah anyway it's a cool pedal we'll see mm. we'll see who gets it first i think some of the guys were like i think paul pennington and josh were like having a contest to see who could flip to buy one first oh really two of them. <laughs> yeah yeah flip to a brothers and then so they were like selling stuff to pre-order it or something I don't know if they, any, either one of them have met their goal yet, but it's pretty cool. That's a, I like that idea. Cool. I'm kind of burned out. I think part of it's just because I've been so busy with work and traveling to Nam and stuff like that that I haven't bought or sold. Well, I guess I sold that neck. Maybe I should talk about that. <laughs> if I know, now that's sold. You should totally talk about that it now neck. that it's sold. Oh. Yeah, the neck that I sold on Reverb, and then it got sent back to me randomly like four months later. Um, someone bought it from me for 80 bucks <laughs> last week, so that was pretty sweet. I think, Cole, I'm pretty sure that you talked about selling it to a guy who was then being a weirdo about not knowing how to go down to the post office. And... uh and so then you had to go, you had to talk with Reverb, but I don't think that you talked about getting it in the mail two months or three months later. I'm pretty sure I did, didn't yeah, I? I think you did. Yeah, so it, it ended up just being lost. Like they declared it lost, and so we both got our money back. And then when I was on a trip for work, my wife sent me a picture and was like, hey, I just got this in the mail. Do you know what it is? And that was in December. <laughs> The whole thing got closed out in September, maybe early October, and then I got it back in December. Um, and I I didn't have a chance to list it right away, but yeah, I listed it here locally for a hundred bucks, and the guy gave me eighty, so I I felt like that was a win. Well, sure. yeah, yeah. So I ended up making like I spent forty twice. bucks for it and made like two hundred bucks. On it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dude. Good. That's decent. Problem. You how? Yeah. How is it that one person, I mean, I guess it's because you sell so much, but like 
how do you have multiple stories of making money on the exact same piece of gear? <laughs> I know, honestly. The like next, that Les Paul. That Les Paul, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so hardcore. Oh, man. I kind of miss that. I miss my telly, too. My American telly that I had for a while that I sold. I was Wait, thinking about the, that today. Like that's The junk the one. one or the other one? No, the nice one that I had for a long time. Ooh, we definitely need have. to call it the chunk one. You still have the chunk one? No, I sold that for uh, less than I wanted to, but I just wanted to get rid of it and be done with it. So I think I sold it for like four eighty. That's yeah, less that was... than you were going to sell it to me for, by the way. You never even bargained with me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I figured you were giving me like the the friend's price. Also, I gave you an effing guitar, so shut your stupid mouth. <laughs> is that what he's playing right now? Yeah, it is. I'm dreaming. I was going to talk can, about that on I, the next episode. I can hear the checks. Okay, talk about it on the next episode. The next app. The checks? Like the we'll talk about it next week. Czech Republic? Yes. What else yeah. do we have to talk about? Um, Jonathan Diaz wanted to ask... West Wing or uh, what's that other one? House of Cards. House of Cards. Uh, I've never seen either one. Really? I say West Wing hands down. I thought House Why? of Cards was dumb. All of it? I liked the first. So I I got into it at first and I kind of liked the first season. And then I watched like the first episode of the second season when he killed the girl and I was like so stupid whoa spoiler alert it's a good thing you yeah, robot it out you it happened like <laughs> four years ago no one cares if you haven't seen it yet I don't feel bad for you <laughs> he robot it out right when he goes one two <laughs> he, he roboted right when he goes he goes and I watched up to Willie kid <laughs> <laughs> he killed that's pretty he good. killed the girl <laughs> the character of Kate Mara dies. He pushed her out in front of a train, which is just stupid. It's just a lazy way to. It's a lazy way to get rid of a character. Dude, dude, you can't tell me that you didn't freak when you saw that. I. This is what I thought when I saw that. Are you kidding me? No, you yeah. did not. I've, yes, I did. It was like, what? That is so dumb. I have a lot of those moments with Lost. Like I wasn't yes. shocked, or they just take the well, easy way happened, out, like, and it's like, oh, you just in the story. I was shocked that they wrote it that way. Yeah, totally. Well, and it's Actually, like when you can tell they're just being lazy. Yeah, Lost would have benefited from throwing some people off trains. That that killed it for me. But it I would have benefited from throwing Kate off a train because she was freaking annoying. Did I tell you guys that I met Hurley once? Whoa, uh, cool! He came into my my borders that I worked at. Whoa! Yeah, awesome. it was awesome. Did you Hurley, freak out? The- no, because I had never watched that show. <laughs> was he as cool? See, I could see him being like the one character where if he wasn't like actually cool in real life, that'd be really disappointing. Yeah, he seemed cool. Yeah. Okay, wait. He was super cool in the show. This was like before okay. Weezer named an album after him. So it- <laughs> and had his picture on the face of the album. Yeah, so his head may have like gotten way bigger since that. Also, related note... <laughs> I went to college in Orange County, and I took a like a, a PE class. It was called strength and stretching, 
It was basically like yoga and Pilates. <laughs> and okay. my stretching partner was Chris Hurley, whose family like started Hurley. Oh, really? Company. Yeah. And he would like, he came with like a nude Hur- Hurley tracksuit like every day. Tracksuit? That's awesome. Did he, he give a you cool a free sweatshirt? No. They never came out. But he was, cool, he was like a cool kid. I liked him. <laughs> he helped um, me stretch my hamstrings. Visor? Free visor? No. I, and this was like right before Nike did bought them he out, have, so. Did he wear a visor? No, he didn't. At least he not. He never wore class. a visor with, with frosted tips? There was a class at BYU that, just called This was in like 2006 or something. I always wanted to take this class. It was just called flexibility. And you would just go and stretch for an hour. Yeah, the oh, funny I thought thing it was is, like learning how to be a flexible person. <laughs> flexibility. Yeah. They just like they just push you in in subtle ways. Yeah, they just like mess with you, mess they with just, your mind. They, they text everyone like, "Oh, guys, class is gonna meet 15 minutes early today." Yeah. <laughs> no, you get there one day and it's just like a biology lecture, and the next time it's like right. art, art history or something. And then yeah, sometimes you show up. Sometimes you sometimes you show up and there's like a a, a a paper on the stuck on the door that says uh, we're meeting in the cafeteria today, and then you're like what? And then you go to the cafeteria and there's another note like on a table that says just kidding, class is canceled. See you next week. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. no. It's just a wild goose chase. Of a so one thing I did want to say though about Nam is. There's a lot of people to thank and everyone was super cool. And we talked about this on the slum and humming a little bit. Um, but honestly, it, Ryan and Steve were super cool the whole time. Um, really it, good kissers too. It would have been like <laughs> very easy for them to be uh, kind of weird and condescending <laughs> towards us. You know what I'm saying? They did not big time us at all. Yeah, they did no. not big time us, and and in fact, well, Ryan, honestly, Ryan kind of did to me on the first day, but that's fine. <laughs> I think it's just because he didn't know how to introduce you. <laughs> like it wasn't a like honestly, the whole time we were there, they treated us like we were. Uh, so equals, he so know? he liked to, he true. told everyone the story about like he would say like, oh, this is Phil, he has a podcast too. It actually started as like a podcast about our podcast. Right. Yes, and then he'd say, and, and then he'd say something want... like, "Phil, why don't you ask him some questions for your podcast or something?" Yeah. Like so that. here's what I'm saying: like, so like what the what? Like one way to tell that story is like, can you believe these idiots? Like they owe everything to us, right? Yeah. And but then the <laughs> yeah. other way to tell that story is like, how cool is it that like these guys started out about us and now they're doing their own thing and it's cool, right? And I think he Which was telling how it they the second it. way. And they were like. They were like, yeah, look at them. Now they're legitimate podcasters too, yeah. which is which is highly debatable. Um, but the fact that they treated us that way the whole time was just super cool. And I just wanted to to just mention that just because I I don't know. I, I was I don't want to say that I was surprised, but it just would have been it would have been understandable if they weren't that cool the whole yeah. time, but they were. So anyway. Yeah. And also uh, equally important, I think that more important the 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 reason that we the three of us actually ended up there 
was kind of because of them because they posted who wants a room and we we were kind of we weren't really talking about doing it until that they said who wants yeah. to be a millionaire right so it it was them being cool enough to like say to let us uh you know stay with them yes. that kind of got and us I mean, talking about it granted like we you know we paid them up front for this room and so in 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 one small way we kind of bailed them out of being stuck with this extra room that they didn't that's need. true they owe us but like that's true but they were Anything. just super cool to us the whole time and and didn't didn't make us feel like we were tagging along or anything like that um i think they liked the idea that i was the designated driver the whole time but if that's if that's the they price were, i have to pay for friendship then that's a small <laughs> price to pay you know they were pretty stoked yeah they also really liked that <laughs> i had my family minivan yeah i mean <laughs> we hopefully we benefited them in a few small ways <laughs> and and ryan's and ryan's handicapped placard <laughs> they like that too or Aaron's, yeah sorry which we didn't end up really using as much as we thought we would we didn't oh that's right we didn't use it but yeah so at any rate so we already thanked a bunch of people when in the slumming and humming but i just wanted to give them a shout out just because um i'm too awkward to do that when they're actually sitting in the room with us one other person or group of people is we got to thank andy kim yeah dude so we, we didn't talk about that enough that event was well, like we, legitimately and Andy, Andy and Anthony from Cinezoid. From Cinezoid. Yeah. From Cinezoid, which is how Phil says it when he's kind of buzzed. <laughs> I say it's Cinezoid. Guys, we need to get like a Cinezoid. <laughs> oh, if you're listening, Andy, I, I do, do want a shirt, s- so let me know what I need to do to get a shirt. I'll do pretty I much Dude, I, I love shirts too, Andy. Sending you money. Um, but, um, that's true, and Andy should get a major shout out because not only did he finance that whole awesomeness, but he approached us. Hey, could would you guys be up for doing X Y Z? And we we're like, we're like, yes, yeah. We <laughs> tried to play it cool, but then in our own thread, we were like, what the f is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. This well, is the craziest thing that's ever happened to us. I was like, you guys. What? I was like, you guys, this is really em- embarrassing because Andy accidentally messaged us and he probably meant to message someone else. Yeah. But it wasn't that. No, it he was, actually meant to message no, it us. Was not. It was intense. Unless and then was, I was like, he was awesome. Yo, Andy, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> We're already talking about doing it again next year. So. Um, yeah, that was, that was legitimately a highlight. It was for sure. Um, of the whole show. So, and you know what else I'm thankful for? What's that Cole? Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for subtle strumming in the background and friendship. Thanks for friendship. Friendship. Friendship.